electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. It's Jim Cramer here. You're listening to the opening bell of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. Don't miss a minute of the action. Good Wednesday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla with Jim Cramer and David Faber. Looking for another drop at the open as April CPI comes in up eight-tenths. That's the biggest month-on-month jump since 1981, and it's adding to inflation worries. NASDAQ's on pace for the worst month since September. Our roadmap this morning going to start with that inflation surge, the biggest headline year-on-year rise since 2008. Plus, continued turmoil in technology, shares of Alphabet, Microsoft, Facebook, Apple. Yeah, the mega tech names, they're all in the red again ahead of the open. And as gasoline shortages worsen amid a massive East Coast pipeline shutdown, the Biden administration with an urgent message to drivers. Don't hoard. Carl. Guys, there's a lot to get to. A lot of it uh, very immediate with concern. Uh, Jim, the inflation number's big. And now Clarida uh, out with some headlines, again, reiterating that uh, the economy remains a long way from our goals and that substantial further progress, as they say, is likely to take some time. So it's well, it's very hard to knock the Fed off of this perch they've set on. Well, I think that the Fed is looking at inputs and first saying, well, why was there, the expectation so low? That was just stupid. Everybody who watches our show knows that, that the number was going to come in hot. It was impossible not to. Uh, the, you have to break down components. You have to see what can possibly peak. Uh, I do think that I'm not in the Kathy Wood camp, which says that they're going to peak right now and peak soon and, and inflation goes down and you buy the high growth stocks. Obviously, the market isn't like that. But, David, I know I'm a broken record on this and I know Stan Druckenmiller is a terrific guy. But I'm going to stand by the idea that if you get a couple of breaks in inflation, uh, this is worse than the inflation of December uh, 2015, where Janet Yellen raised too soon. But there are many factors and many pieces of inflation that can be considered transitory if we could just fix some things. And they're not being fixed. Uh, such as? The unemployment benefits, uh, the no tariff, taking down the tariff on, on lumber, which is a ridiculous thing. The president could just call Trudeau and say, listen, we're done with that. Let's, you can flood us with lumber and right. we'll cut that Canadian in half. Canadian lumber we should yes. out, which is it's some time back now that that right. tariff was put in place. Yeah. We get the, uh, we, we uh, wait for the copper mines to be able to open. We... Um, it, it is difficult to take the food complex down, but we know from Tyson Foods that it can, that their margin can go down and therefore there can be a lowering of price at the, at the supermarket. So each one has a, t- has a tail. Yeah. Uh, and one of the tails has to break before this stops. And the conversation we've been having at this desk now for weeks is the one that's been the market largely speaking, has been having as well, Jim, which is whether this is, as you continue to believe, transitory in nature, and as the Fed certainly seems to believe with some unanimity, 
uh, or whether it's here to stay. 1981, biggest CPI in 1981. Even you kind of gasp when well, you when, when 1981 when Volcker had to do it. Came to terms with it. And you had to buy. You had to buy those bonds. U.S. Treasuries 14 percent. David, the one thing I would say, and I, I think it's important, is that people at home have to understand what happens to stocks. There's a very fine company called Unity Software. It's a, it's a Woodstock, at the letter U, at not U.S. Air. And what's interesting about it is, is that the revenues, it's a revenue, I mean, you call it a pre, we call it a pre-earning stock. Okay. Uh, the revenues are up big. Yep. And the price to sales, which is how the stock is measured, has uh, shrunk dramatically from where it was. So there was a feeling that perhaps if with the revenue upside from last night's quarter, which you got, or you could substitute Roblox, but today's uh, yep. Unity, uh, if we didn't have inflation, the stock would be up big. Right. But instead, the pressure is on the price of sales multiple and people don't want to pay 16. They don't want to pay 18. They don't want to pay 10. They tend to want to pay seven. And yep. that's why a stock like Unity could have a much better than expected quarter. People and sell. not get the reception. And that's reflective of what's going on in this market, at least exactly. these last few days in terms Except of for high multiple stocks, as you point out, that are even pre-earnings, but are dealing with multiples to revenues yeah. here that have been high flyers. The Virgin that Galactic. The reason that Kathy Wood's ARC funds have done did so incredibly well was last year. Inflation. Yeah. And I would tell you, Carl. No, no wasn't it? No, there was no inflation. Right. So she no did inflation. Great. I would yeah. tell you, Carl, that the ones that are most damaging that I think people see are the pre-sales names like Virgin Galactic. Well, any of the SPAC stuff, too. Right. Uh, so, much pre-sales. Is, yeah. so much of that so is those are just you know, on, on 24, 25, 26 revenues. How can you be a hero? Yeah. I mean, I listened to San, uh, I listened to QuantumScape last night. Right. US. And in another environment, we would be buying that stock aggressively because, Carl, they've got the better battery. And Phil LeBeau would tell you the better battery is a win. But in this environment, there's just a company, another company that loses a lot of money. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Well, Jim, you mentioned you mentioned Kathy Wood weighing in on inflation uh, at the webinar yesterday. She said she'd be surprised if oil got to 70. It's really not that far away at this point. But she talked about the degree to which technology in particular will continue to add to the deflationary environment we've seen really for decades. Here's what she said. I'm sure uh, that the markets will continue to grapple with uh, inflation. Uh, Now, we believe the odds of deflation have actually gone up in this period. Uh, A few reasons. Um, The uh, technologies and the innovation around which we have centered all of our research and investing um, is, is, is rife with examples of the deflationary undertoes uh, that the the global economy is facing. Now, the kind of deflation we're talking about, this innovation-based deflation, that is very good deflation. Uh, it's associated with um, very strong unit growth. So, Jim, the kinds of things she's talking about, you can obviously see in long-term trends on the cost of, say, financial services and payments. But she's also talking about a severe or a serious correction, she says, in commodity prices in the near term. Right. Now, I I know that there's been, um, ever since the Friday interview, a different takes on what she says. Historically, she's right. I mean, we figured out. I, was, it, I sent a note to, uh, to, to the CEO of QuantumScape uh, saying, listen, is there a way to make batteries with less copper? I mean, right now, the EV batteries with copper. 
uh, is there a way to substitute aluminum? Remember when they substitute a, a, a copper with PVC? I mean, there was technolo- technological breakthroughs. Uh, all of the FANG stocks are technological breakthroughs. The problem is, Carl, those breakthroughs take some time. You can't just say right now that Lemonade, which is a company that is now moving into insurance to uh, cut the price of insurance, that they can do it fast enough. Can, uh, Max, can Max Levchin at a firm, can he take on the banks fast enough to make it so the credit cards that you might pay 17, 18, 19 times interest are not, well, there you go, David, are not going to be able to, right. is PayPal lemonade, is Square going to destroy a complex that could actually raise prices? The bank stock's doing well. And so I think she's right longer term. And that's, remember, she is a longer term investor. She is. And so these are opportunities as the well, term it in terms if of. If you believe that inflation is peaking. And if you believe in the growth prospects for many of these companies. Right. But it's a brilliant analysis. It's been right. Okay. So why not this be that opportunity, which, by the way, it has been many times in the past when we've seen the bottom of the range, well, so to speak, or because when we've seen I think a, a bit of a, a blow up. Well, as, as uh, Clarita said, I mean, if the, Fed is, if the Fed is committed to its stance, then we're not done with these numbers. It's the first of the really bad numbers. And every time a number comes like this, you'll get a unity. By the way, just let's make it very clear. Lemonade was okay. Unity was good. Roblox was great. Now, if you take a look at Roblox, I had them on last night. That may be the fastest growing company in the universe right now. Okay. And it's an extraordinary company. But that's not what you pay for. You do not pay time sales. Right. You have to pay times earnings. You can't buy stocks that don't have buybacks. Is, you must buy stocks with dividends. For the first time in a really long time, value is outperforming. Well, it's been, it's and been, has been for real. For the last few months. Right. So, uh, Carl, the way charts. I... And so, the, by the way, I know guys who are up dramatically. I love because them. Because they run largely value-based portfolios. Right. I love And it's people. been a really nice run, and they're happy to have it, and they could care less about the, the tiers of the, of, the, of the growth guys who, you know, have had six down days or whatever it is. Right. Well, I mean, when I, I was a hedge fund manager, Carl, I, I would just come in and say, okay, listen, we're going to own Phelps Dodge, which is Freeport, and we're going to own Reynolds Metals and Alcoa. And they would look, well, what else? No, Phelps Dodge, Reynolds Metals, Alcoa. <laughs> and that's how you outperform. And then periodically you add something else. Maybe, you, you know, you throw in a steel company. But let's just forget, yeah. not forget that when you get these periods – you're not thinking about Vizio. Palantir is not on your front burner. And Fubo TV, Carl, you're not making an exception for Fubo. You know? Um, well, your Five, point about Roblox uh, is... Yeah, I mean, Roblox, DAU's up 39. Uh, hours spent up 18 in April on really tough comps. And I, your, your point on Incredible. Roblox is so good. I guess my, my question for you would be, uh, we did have lumber limit down yesterday. Granted, it's fifteen hundred bucks, but I wonder how quickly some of these corrections could come, oh, uh, wait, if and when they do. That's why Kathy Wood could be very right. The, uh, what was down more than anybody else in retail yesterday? Home Depot and Lowe's. Now they're having a huge spring, but a lot of people feel that they've been a beneficiary of lumber. It's really not clear that they are, but that's the ones that go down when lumber goes down. And I think that when with lumber peaking, remember. President Biden, who does not watch, from my understanding, a lot of TV like our previous president, he's busy out there. Well, our previous president watched a lot of TV. Uh, but if he were to call Trudeau and say, look, we need to get rid of the tariff, very few people would mind. There's a couple companies that would, that would definitely be angry. But then that would be the beginning of what I would say would be uh, that and with notebook computers, which have peaked. 
And that's why if you take a look, Carl, all the components of the notebook computer have been down drastically because notebooks peaked. Mm. So it's not like it's inflation and it has to go up. Everything in a notebook had been going up furiously. Now they're going down furiously. President picks up the phone and talks to Trudeau and just says, listen, let's get rid of the tariff. That's been the leader in inflation. And the next thing you know, Kathy Wood is up 30 percent. What? What are you snickering about? <laughs> I'm just No, that's a great playbook you just put out there. I liked it. Well, you would sell your Phelps Dodge and your yes, Alcoa. Yes, you would. Fortunately, they don't ring a bell on that kind of stuff, do they? No, they don't. But you have to watch what Carl just said. Lumber limit down. I mean, you know that home builders have been telling me, one day you're going to come in and lumber's going to be limit down, and that's going to be the beginning of the end. And I complained to one of my favorite home builders, I can't get a new bathtub from Kohler. I, I begged for a toilet. Now, there's an interesting line. Kind of a Wall Street bets line. Kramer <laughs> bets for toilet. Begs. Yeah. Begged. We hate his daughters. Kramer bets for toilet. Sorry. It's okay. They go there. I, I don't look at Do you Wall like Street it when bets. they go there? I, I have, look at I have historically ever. not liked my family attack. I don't attacked. even know how to access it. I stopped looking. I won't. I don't. You know, it's just FBI at this point. That's what I did last time. Yeah, Jim. No, your tweets... FBI is in federal uh, Bureau of Investigation. FBI yeah. is in great people okay. who I do cybersecurity and pay I, visits. I didn't know what. I, okay. FBI, who's fabulous in cybersecurity, except for they weren't called in. Guys, um, futures are pretty much back to where they were before we got that CPI print, uh, and we haven't even started the market day. Take a look at the Dow, NASDAQ, and S&P futures. We're back after a break. Every day. Thousands of Comcast engineers and technologists put people at the heart of everything they create, like Olu Sheyi, a Comcast engineer who grew up bonding with his dad over sports. This inspired him and his team to create AI Highlights technology that uses AI and machine learning to detect the major plays in a sporting event. So millions of fans have a way of catching up on their favorite sports. Learn more at ComcastCorporation.com. Let's get straight to the point. You want to grow your portfolio to fight rising costs of inflation or pay off your debt or anything standing in the way of you and financial freedom, right? Yahoo Finance, our sponsor today, can help. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been helping great investors like you. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just looking for tips, Yahoo Finance makes it super easy by putting all the tools and data you need in one spot. Yahoo Finance takes a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and more. You can securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including 401k and other investments. That's how Yahoo Finance gives you insights and helps you take a look at your wealth in its entirety. That big picture perspective is what great investors need. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor. YahooFinance.com, the number one financial destination. YahooFinance.com. That's YahooFinance.com. Colonial pipeline workers are working to manually release those stored supplies to alleviate the gasoline shortages which have cropped up across the southeast. That ransomware attack last week halted uh, two and a half million barrels a day of fuel, as you know, through the biggest U.S. fuel pipeline. Colonial said it hopes for full restoration by the weekend. But in the meantime, Jim, uh, 14 straight days of rising prices, national average now above $3. And two-thirds of gas stations in Charlotte, Jim, have no gas. Well, this is amazing because when you actually look at the fundaments of the pipeline, there should be no hoarding. 
uh, AAA is right. I mean, there's enough gasoline. Uh, Brian Sullivan had a map this morning that showed you the percentage of gasoline that's off. You could jack the price up a little bit, which they always uh, do, not loathe to do. And we should be okay. But there is no doubt that the more we report on the story, not that we should hide it, but the more we report on the story, David, the more people get nervous. And the more people start filling up tanks. And then we get lines uh, until Colonial makes some sort of I love Colonial saying we may make a decision today about what to do. Well, there's you still, need Elon there's Musk still, in there. There's still a number of things we don't fully understand about the attack and where, how far they got. Do you mean to tell me you don't think they communicated sure everything? They did not get into. Yes, I'm telling you that they did not communicate everything. Okay, and some of that may obvious. be by design because there are certain things you obviously don't want to share, but uh, but we just don't know fully exactly what they're going through and the protocols they're going through to make sure everything comes back online right. and hasn't actually been infiltrated by the bad guys. And they waive, you know, they waived the Jones Act, which is what they did in Superstorm Sandy, and that allows you to ship yep. uh, regular tankers, because remember, we have some rule that protects our own tankers, of which right. there are almost none. Uh, Kinder Morgan's in there doing the good stuff. Uh, KMI's a good stock to buy in this. Meanwhile, it does stuff. highlight just how important these pipelines are. Well, how, how hostage are, we are. Too. Yeah. Well, it does. Of but course, don't you think they should have had some protocol cyber attacks, which we've uh, talked about? Well, you know, you go you you go to Nikesh Arora, okay? Yes. At, at, at Palo Alto Networks, P, P and he's got a plan. I mean, why don't you just pick up the phone and call him? I mean, I'm, there's other guys too. And there don't are. Fr- there are there are many other guys. Don't forget there's Okta. A lot of business out there. Because it's identity. And these attacks continue to happen, and they will continue to happen. But the companies that we have are quite good. These, they are good. But they so should be the, brought in. So are the bad guys. Call the cash. It's just a, you know, the bad guys get better. No, too. the good guys have a, the good guys have weapons too. Carl, the good guys, what they lack is a defense department that says, you know what? Let's play ball. I mean, the military is fantastic at cyber. Well, it's the NSA. Fantastic. It's the NSA, really. Okay, well, the NSA. Yeah. But they don't do it. I mean, they're like pitiful, helpless giants, to well, quote one of the great that. presidents of all time. Mm. Just kidding, Richard Nixon. Well, uh, Jim, it's it's... It's clearly going to be a topic of discussion between the president and Putin uh, in the coming months, we think. DOT did put out a statement today saying they're ready to receive waiver requests on the Jones Act. And then uh, the energy secretary yesterday talked about the harmfulness of hoarding. Here's what she said. Let me emphasize that much as there um, was no cause for, say, hoarding toilet paper at the beginning of the pandemic, there should be no cause for Hoarding gasoline, uh, especially in light of the fact that the pipeline should be substantially operational by the end of this week and over the weekend. So um, at the same time, it certainly is a reminder that we need to take a hard look at uh, how we need to harden our necessary infrastructure, and that includes cyber threats. Jim, some have used it as a, um, a wedge to say that we shouldn't have made the decision on Keystone that we did. Of course, Keystone moves an entirely different type of energy. Uh, look, that, that passed my mind. It's, you know, Canada's got so much more oil than it needs. Uh, but that's, look, I, I think we've all, no, I think many people have come to the conclusion, uh, at least the Canadian, uh, the way they mine, and they mine oil. Well, it's tar sands. Right. 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 I mean, it's right. not so necessarily it's not, it's a terrific way. No. It's bad for the environment. Yes. I always find this duplicitous. I mean, the Keystone versus, say, the Chinese coal. We don't talk about Chinese coal. We China, Look, the environment, 16% of the, by the way, the pollution goes to California. Now, there's someone who agreed with me on this, but you often question his judgment. Peter Navarro. Ah, 
Wow, there's a former czar of China. That's from the past. I wonder where he's hanging out these days. Oh, that's cool. Find out. Call him during the break. All right. Well, this break's coming up. All right. He's, <laughs> he's right on a couple. He's of not hard to find. That's <laughs> for sure, guys. He's not um, hard to one find more look at futures of. here. Uh, and the opening bell in 10 minutes. <laughs> What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration, our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. Time for a mad dash as we get you ready for the opening bell. It is a hump day, by the way. Oh, yes. Uh, Wednesday, of course. Uh, Caterpillar has had a very, very nice move. There are some people who did not go to Woodstock. Yes. This is an anti-Woodstock. Now, listen to this. UBS raises its price target from 230 to 252. They call it, this is very funny for Wall Street's work, but UBS, but it's not evidence lab. Caterpillar. How hilarious. Jim Uppleby, CEO, he's posted Caterpillar. Right. Let me put it out. But anyway, it's talking about how strong cash position adds strategic flexibility, upside potential beyond the cycle. David, this guy has a neutral on it. He's got a neutral on So he's got to upgrade. Right. He upgrades. I'd walk over there, but well, you're vaccinated. Or no, that doesn't matter. What you have to do is, is social distance. The CDC, stop it and just walk the CDC says nothing matters. And 10% of the people walk by each other and they get, can you, That's can com- you believe that? I sent you that. Oh, you sent me that. Yeah, okay. Completely See, wrong. He upgrades. 0.1%. He upgrades somewhere around here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then all the other negative guys up. Well, I've, I used to be 5'9", David. I know. So anyway, what happens is the upgrades occur in this cycle. Okay. This is a cycle. Right. And the cycle has very few winners because we don't make much in this country. And this is going to be one, one of them. them. And Jim Umpleby is so good, frankly, so, so much better than previous management. Sorry. The takeaway is here, it's going to keep going up to the right. You gotcha. All right. You are, you are on your As game I today. Say, I always tell our viewers <laughs> I have a very keen sense for but the obvious. Anyway, I mean, look, I think this is the, you, know, you want a Dow stock to own for the, the, for the CPI? Bingo. All By right. the way, the products, best in show. There you go. Yeah. Speaking of the CPI, we'll get a chance to see how the market actually reacts. We've seen a lot of pre-market moves. You can see them right there behind me. The Open is coming up after this. I'd like to get out of the pandemic more solidly than we are today. Um, so I, I'd like to see these metrics on... Uh, fatalities per day and confirmed cases go even lower than where they are. I'd like the CDC to come out and and tell us that they're more comfortable than they have been. Um, so we'll see if we can get to that point. Um, but I, I don't think you really want to change policy while you're still in the pandemic tunnel, even though you can sort of see the end of the tunnel. Uh, we're not there yet, and we, and we got to push hard to get all the way to the end. That's St. Louis Fed President Bullard uh, yesterday on Closing Bell. Uh, comments, Jim, echoed by Clarita this morning in the Q&A, uh, says he has more concern about the weak labor market than higher inflation. Uh, we keep talking about these 8 to 10 million Americans that are still unemployed, but then we get a jolts number yesterday that says, well, actually, there are 8 million job openings for those who are willing to take them. Yeah, look, I, 
typical policy. You, you put a really good price out there. People sign up. They don't show to be interviewed. But I guess they say to whoever, listen, I need unemployment. I can't find the right job. Uh, I, I do think I happen to love I happen to respect Mr. Bullard tremendously. And yep. I do think I started my show last night, David, with the fact that it is a health crisis, public health. Uh, I did not directly criticize the CDC, even though I think that they're frankly, um, arbitrary and capricious. But I do think that there are things that are happening in America that if you had, let's just say, a, a vaccine, a, a liberty pass, I don't know, we would do much better. Mm-hmm. And then Mr. Bullard might change his mind, but, it, but the minority unemployment number, and I'm going back and forth with Stan Druckenmiller because I yeah. completely respect him, and I know he's done more for, for, down, for minority areas, a lot of, yes. far more than I have, but I, that number's too high. Right. And uh, it is true if you have inflation, everybody's savings get hurt, eroded. But that number's too high. And I struggle. If I were on the Federal Reserve, I think I would come to the meeting and say, I can tolerate a little inflation until we get that minority number back to where it was under the previous president. It's wrong. I think that number's wrong. And something we have to stay easy until more African Americans are. Uh, Federal here. Reserve Chairman agrees with you, Jim. Yes. J.P. Morgan, yeah, there's the opening bell, NYC. Call. You see that? That's a bet yep. that the Fed and is going to break. Um, that's going to be the, what to watch, Jim, here um, as we get our opening uh, breath. Uh, NASDAQ, of course, uh, down 4% for the month. Um, although we did erase that 2.2% deficit at the open yesterday, Jim. I wonder what you made of that. Uh, I thought it was uh, there was a lot of Woodstock buying, and those were the stocks that turned. Uh, that was led. This is for those who are uninitiated. That, that's a Kathy Wood Ark stock. Um, so what you have to do, if you want to know how the market's going to do today, take those off your screen and just watch Tesla, because Tesla was the stock that led the rally. And then the uh, on the Nasdaq side, it was uh, Okta and Ring Central, which are the two to the highest valued stocks in the market and CrowdStrike. Uh, Twilio ServiceNow. ServiceNow, after your excellent interview with Bill McDermott yesterday, Carl, ServiceNow rallied very big. Uh, Fang can't get any traction. And the reason Fang can't get any traction is they're neither expensive nor, nor, uh, nor inexpensive. But Amazon had a great day yesterday. Uh, David, Amazon had a great day, and because of it, we get a price target boost. Now, that's another time-honored thing. Uh, that analysts do. Yes. Well, Amazon, I'm going to boost the target. Well, why? Because the stock is up. Circular reasoning, David, at its absolute best. Mm-hmm. And we know circular reasoning is not rigorous. No, it's not. And it's not particularly helpful. No. Uh, uh, as we take a look at Amazon shares down less than 1% right now. Of course, you were very enthusiastic about the quarter that the company. It was a great quarter. Not to mention the year that it had last year. I do not like the fact that Alexa has been putting on stocks that songs that I like, Carl, that I, it's just a little intimidating. I wake up and she has stocks. She has songs that exactly. I wanted to hear the Boffa brothers today. Cajun music. Mm. How she had it ready. Really? Yeah. AI, baby. AI scary. <laughs> it's coming for you. It is coming for us all. Why do you need me if you have it, it's her? Sort of rem- you don't. It kind of reminds me, Jim, of the um, sales figures that we've been getting uh, out of Bezos. I think the sales I have now, it's now we're in the $6 billion yeah, range. 6.7 right, trillion. Right. Of Amazon shares. 6.7 yeah. billion. And when that crossed, that's now. when their stock started going up, as if it was a weight on the stock that, that trades. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. When he was done the tranche, the yeah. stock went up. Yeah. It wasn't because they're... They, they uh, had more deliveries. 
it's quite a thing when you can sell $6.7 billion worth of stock and it's sort of just, uh, you know, whatever I had in my couch, whatever I found around the house. I just wanted to sell change? things. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, let's not be jealous of anyone, David. It's just unbecoming. <laughs> I didn't say I was jealous of him. Oh, no. really? Yeah. No. I, Carl, I think he's, I think he's jealous. <laughs> I would like to get in one of those rocket ships, maybe, although... Not, oh, I don't know if you want to be in the Virgin Galactic because they've no. delayed that well, one multiple delayed. times. Blue Origin. Yeah. Can I be in one that's not pre-revenue? <laughs> you want to be in an earnings an earnings store? I would go up in one of his rockets if you if you called me. Bezos. Yeah, yeah. I would call too. me. Sure. Come for Carl, a ride. I think it's one of the, the most exciting things ever. But um, Be- but Bezos has to call me. I'm not going to call him. It's not about me. Oh, that call's not coming. <laughs> um, guys, long before there was a Kathy Wood, there was a guy named Massa. Masa's son. The 2,000-year-old yeah. man? Yeah, the, or the 300-year plan. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, Confusing with my favorite By Mel way, Brooks. plan's going pretty well. I yeah. mean, a year ago this time, everybody was talking about SoftBank and the, the losses it was suffering in its massive vision fund, of course. The stock is down, you can see that. But, I mean, you take a look at, let's call it a year, please, or even uh, longer than that, and you'll see it, it, it's roughly doubled, close to that. And look at the numbers here in terms of what the Vision Fund did last year to this year. We're talking wow. about a, an enormous reversal in terms of gains on investments. A year ago, they were underwater. Now, well, that was well, Newman. Yeah, we were. Newman. Was, WeWork was one of the one of the issues. Greensill, they also invested. Kramer in says it was Newman. It, Newman definitely did not help things, but you know, a lot of things did. And when we're talking here about the um, net equity IRR, this is after fees, thirty nine percent. 39%. They were negative six uh, March 31st, 2020. 39% now is the internal rate of return on the Vision Fund. Realized gains, uh, enormous gains on Garden, uh, Health, uh, OSI Soft, Uber also, of course. And that continues right. to be a l- large portion of the portfolio. I think we may have that as well. Um, but the Vision Fund has been nothing short of a great success at this point. Remember Saudi Arabia in there for $45 billion, $27 billion of that is actually a debt instrument. But there's a look at their holdings. They also, and these are unrealized gays, Coupang, remember that? DoorDash, they have done extraordinarily well. Uh, and they are largely that, now an investment company. Remember, they having uh, gotten, well, obviously sold Sprint to T-Mobile and then sold a lot of their T-Mobile stock, sold a lot of their uh, spun and uh, uh, the actual SoftBank telecom of businesses, so it really is largely an investment company, and it's a nice comeback. It has been quite a comeback. It's a nice comeback awesome. for quite someone who I find quite earnest and has now. There, see, Kathy Wood's vision, Moss's vision. Yes, well, they they take, they they have a somewhat different approach. Obviously, he's buying um, Company, companies right. that are not yet public, uh, oftentimes in the Vision Fund, which right. has replaced venture capital money to some extent. Although we could argue, SPACs have also replaced to a certain extent late stage. Um, late stage right. capital and, and venture capital and then taking the companies public, obviously, uh, perhaps earlier than they otherwise should have been. But, yeah, in this case, it has been quite a turnaround for SoftBank. You've seen that Elliott has been a big beneficiary of that. Remember, they got in the stock, big buybacks. They still want bigger buybacks. Uh, overall, shareholders may still be clamoring for even more to be bought back, given those returns, given those uh, gains that they have recorded at the Vision Fund. But overall, the arm deal, though, Jim, have to wonder about that. Masa did not have much to say on the conference call and, about and, the and fate of that, given well, the uh, objections reports, of UK regulators. Right, NVIDIA reports at the end of May find right. out what their plan is. Yep. Uh, the, the stock's not been hurt, that hurt 
It's more been hurt by multiple contraction. NVIDIA. Right. Yes. NVIDIA is in a deal to acquire Arm, which is controlled by SoftBank, remember. But again, right. the fate of that deal is very much uncertain as a result of regulatory right. opposition from the UK and perhaps from some others as well. Absolutely. See if China. But they're still confident in NVIDIA. They still say we're going to figure out a way to get this very done. Very confident. And remember, they have done deals. The Mellanox deal, a lot of people thought wouldn't get done. Right. Carl, once again, what's leading? OK, so we've got Goldman Sachs. That's a higher rate play. Uh, perceived to the break. I'm calling it the break pal play, right? It's break pal. Break Powell. Break pal. Got it. Break Powell. And then uh, Caterpillar because it's Cashapillar. Cashapillar. You like that. Wall Street. Wall Street. What passes for Wall Street humor is really, they should go. It's terrible. They, just terrible. It's they should go to Caroline's. Try that the reason stuff. reason they're analysts, not comedians. Carl, it's, they, should, <laughs> they should just stay unfunny. Yeah. Don't try. Uh, you're right, though, Jim. Uh, Goldman, Caterpillar, J.P. Morgan, uh, top performing names on the uh, on the Dow right now. You know what some, Jim, are, are, are uh, drilling down it on in terms of the CPI number are used cars as the real yes. locus of inflation within the print, um, which I guess Pantheon Macro, for example, today is trying to, to, to game it out and say, we're all going back to work, but we're not all going to take public transportation or we're going to want that second car. And outside of the COVID sensitive transportation uh, components, they argue it's relatively benign. Well, it's terrible. Let's take the example of the F-150, which is the uh, that's the truck for small and medium sized business. Uh, There are places in the country where you literally uh, the cars that are in those warehouse lots, you know, where they do the giant auctions, the the F-150 selling through new prices to get an F-150 that's two years old right now. When you need one, you can pay through. A sticker price from another part of the region. It is not right. The used car is not something that billionaires buy. It's the, something that you use when you're trying to expand a small to medium-sized business. Now that will that will stop when Ford, I think, goes into full production. We'll see their electric fields. They can go in full production. The front, the the Japanese plan is back online. The Renesas plan. Um, Taiwan Semi is probably sixty percent. But the fact is, Carl, you raise a point of who's getting hurt. And in this particular case, you need that vehicle for small to medium-sized business expansion. So that's just a mistaken policy or a shortage of of semiconductors, Carl. You can say either one. Yeah. I don't know if you noticed uh, BMW said today that uh, they expect at least half of global sales to be fully electric by 2030. I and thought that they'll that deliver 100,000 of those next year. Now, a lot of people feel that Volkswagen's got this tie-in with Jagdeep Singh, and, uh, which is QuantumScape. Remember, they did a tranche of money with, with QuantumScape. There's some people who feel that it was priced so low that worth it for Volkswagen to do it either way. But they're the hope. Phil LeBeau talked about that yesterday. They're the hope. You need batteries that are faster charging, safer, and can go further, Carl, before you get to more than 3% of our country being EV. They can make all the EV they want. The dogs won't eat it. That's a reference to when you put new and improved on a cat on a dog food. I'm talking to you. I'm listening. To when you. you put dog food and you says new improved. Yes. What is that? Like the dog says, "Ooh, new and improved. I, the I dogs remember. won't eat it. I, I know. Well, you EVs, they won't eat it until it's faster, stronger, it's better. But the cat, no. the dogs don't look at it no, and say, dogs ooh, new care. and improved. They're not interested. No. They just want to know they can get their charge in 15 minutes. I just wanted to be sure you were paying attention. I pay attention even when I have my head down, which okay. I think at this point you would actually be aware of. Well, sometimes my feelings get hurt. I, I have feelings. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm not impervious. I'm, the Wall Street bets I people. I don't bother. I'm concerned about doing. your feelings at all times, as you know. Uh, what about copper, which goes in? And by the way, that carbon play, on, the carbon reduction play on copper, which 
200 pounds. Patterson was talking about when he came over with us last pounds. week. They I'm, love that one. And I'm trying to. I'm, I'm calling every single copper company and auto company see if they can get substitution I don't for know that batteries. They can, Jim. Not right now. It's no. money, it could be up as much as $200, but. There's By the a time they get around car. to it, copper why is, is going to be down. Why is copper, Carl, why has copper historically not been able to get long tr- uh, a lot of traction? Waste management. Why? Waste management. Because at a certain point, the copper that is thrown out gets taken out of the landfills and sold. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, uh, Turkish speculators have historically bought a huge amount of copper at waste management pits. And you get that, you get the substitution of PVC, which is happening right now, according to Frank Mitch from Fermium. And then finally, they open mines, particularly the gold mines, because copper is a byproduct. So, I mean, Freeport can run, but when it gets too high, they can't hide. Carl, don't, at a certain point, Carl, copper is not yeah. Microsoft. No, I, I, we, uh, and, and that'll be a story for us eventually, as it has been in prior cycles. Yes, it uh, has. Scrap metal uh, becoming a market all by itself. Um, so we're down uh, 146 on the Dow. Uh, VIX back to 23. Let's get to our Bob Bassani. Good morning, Bob. Uh, good morning, guys. A little bit of up and down. Uh, 41.21 was the low print uh, so far, right at the open. That's exactly what happened yesterday, the low print. But it's been a little wobbly here, so we moved back down a little But Still, 41.21. Commodities in play. Oil's at a new high. Take a look at the sectors here. Uh, energy is really leading, uh, of course. You see crude here up, uh, sitting essentially at new highs. I think that's driving all those energy stocks higher. But tech's still sliding here. Mega caps down about 1%, uh, mostly on uh, the big semis uh, and uh, Apple, Amazon. Uh, energy's sitting there at a new, close to a new high, as you see with the oil up here. Banks doing very well and a slight increase in the interest rates. Utilities not doing much. Steel's down. That's very interesting. So you think, God, you're concerned about inflation? You might as well play commodities. But this has been played out a little bit. I think that's a major problem that we've got. So here's where we are with the markets uh, right now. This is why inflation has become such a big story here. The Fed has been the major driver of the rally. Liquidity and, of course, around the stimulus as well. The Fed, though, it seems very clear, has been more focused on employment over inflation. I think that's a fair characterization. The market risk right now is that the Fed is wrong about that, that the Fed is wrong about the timing of rate hikes uh, and the asset uh, and the tapering. Uh, and that we're going to be forced to start talking about this possibly uh, tapering in Jackson Hole. It's not going to be two years before a first rate hike. Uh, it's going to happen before. That's the market risk right now. So people are trying to figure out portfolio diversification. What should you do? Obviously, inflation, hardcore commodity stocks, for example. Here's the problem with the commodity stock problem. And Jim mentioned this before. If you look at some of the big names there, look at this. They're down today, but these have had huge runs in the last year. U.S. Steel is up 200% in the last year. Freeport McMoran, it's up 300% in the last year. This game has been very well played out by the market already, so people are trying to diversify the portfolio now are a little late to the game here. If you look at some easy ETFs, there's a uh, Invesco has a commodity index, a basket of commodity stocks, commodity futures. This, look at this. This has been straight up PDBC, straight up for the last year. This is at a new high today. Again, 
fully anticipated in commodities as well as the commodity stock area. So if you're thinking of diversifying into, you know, let's play commodities and let's play inflation, this game has been played for a long time already. At the same time, mega cap tech down today, still holding up comparatively well compared to the uh, more speculative tech um, route that we've been seeing in the last few weeks. And that's because the fundamental guys are really still sticking with mega cap tech because the growth prospects are there. And let's face it, the multiples are not that bad. 25 times forward earnings for Apple is not bad given the growth prospects. So you're not seeing the fundamental guys abandon all the mega cap tech. And they never had anything to do with a lot of the speculative stuff, the Kathy Wood stuff that didn't make any money at all or don't have any immediate prospects of it. So I think that has a chance of holding up fairly well. Finally, guys, I just want to note, we've got an IPO today down here on the floor. And we've got some yelling and screaming. Similar webs um, uh, going public here. The officials are out on the balcony yelling and screaming. My friend Glenn Carell is right here behind me in post nine uh, with GTS. They're getting ready. There's some people actually standing outside the post. Some traders ready to get going on this thing. Uh, 19 to 21 was the price talk. It's uh, pricing at 22, so above the range. But the bottom line, Carl, is we got an IPO. We've got people standing on the floor. Things are slowly, slowly getting back to a little more normal. Back to you, Carl. Yeah, a viewer wrote in and said uh, it's nice just to hear the ambient audio uh, behind your mic yeah. there at the NYSE, Bob. Uh, they were whooping and hollering Thanks. on the balcony. Let's get to, yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll see you later. Let's get to Rick Santelli as well, who brought us that CPI number at 830. Hey, Rick. Yes, it's been a wild morning. I'm jealous Bob's on the floor. I'll be back on my trading floor soon. Uh, God willing. And if you look at some of the data this morning, we really have to go over it again. It was so hot. If you look at the headline number, that was up eight tenths. That goes back to June of 2008, since we've had a higher month over month headline CPI. You strip out the all important food and energy. This series goes back to 1957, up nine tenths. We haven't seen a number like that. Well, going back to 1981. Yes, 1981. And finally, the year-over-year headline that really captured my imagination, up 4.2%. We busted right through the four handle. Haven't seen a number that big on a year-over-year headline since September of 2008. So these really are big numbers. In terms of whether they're transient or not, nobody could answer that question. But it does seem a bit counterintuitive that the period of transients is going to be very short. It's doubtful it's going to be a month or two. Many think minimum six months, but... Six months, markets are going to have to contend with that. And if we look at what's going on with the market, it's easy. Look at 10s and 30s on one chart intraday. Zoom, zoom, zoom. Matter of fact, at 166, where we sit now, we're up a half a dozen basis points, and it doesn't stop there. Let's look overseas. I paired up boons and gilts on an intraday chart. You can see they're experiencing the same type of move, and most likely they'll be experiencing similar bouts of higher prices. Carl, Jim, David, back to you. All right, Rick, thanks so much, Rick Santelli. Uh, so S&P 4120 here. Uh, it's an inside day, uh, early days, though, here at the first part of the session. Dow S&P are on pace, though, for the worst week since the last week of January. Sales of Tesla vehicles made in China down 27% in April from the prior month. That's according to the China Passenger Car Association. The group cites a 12% decline in sales for new energy passenger cars. Jim, although it's going to feed the debate about whether China is taking a more nationalistic stance and backing some of its local players. I mean, we continue to suspect that there are people who think that uh, the American companies 
are very much uh, more oriented on civil rights uh, than previous, you know, the old days. You have ESG. I mean, it's very easy to go, David, to someone and say, listen, you know, you're working in China. Are you realizing the incredible, incredible discrimination they have against it? huge group of the population. Well, it's a big group, the Uyghurs in, in particular, and persecution that's going on against them. And it is an issue. It's been an right. issue, by the way, for some time. The question is whether or not certain companies will will right. be brought uh, to uh, under more pressure to right. divest yeah, or, or stop certain things. But when it comes to EV in China, Jim, I mean, you've got so many domestic players there oh, geez, that are being funded, by the way, by our capital markets. Right. This goes back to a point Neo you've been making for I know, years. I know. We should cut them off. Where's but Peter? from our capital Jesus. markets, not to mention, of course, state support as well. And the question is, does that do they actually become real players? Can they dominate? Can they dominate? Well, that was a very good article in the Times. Yeah, yesterday. I love that. The The Times has been doing some very big takeout pieces that are excellent. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, There's a look at Tesla 616. We're back in a moment. Don't go anywhere. Let's get to Jim and stop trading. Okay, so, Carl, here's one that it's odd that it's not downward. And it's Novavax, which is held up. It used to be a 2 $3 stock. And it's beginning to lose its fans. J.P. Morgan is questioning their ability to make the vaccine at scale. Uh, they're losing confidence. And I think more importantly, remember when, when the, the mRNA, when they first started coming out, I mean, Pfizer and Moderna, you had all these restrictions about how you had to send it. That'd be ice cold. Well, that's over. So they're saying that the manufacturing challenges aren't going away and they no longer have a product that is going to take the uh, if they ever do get it out, uh, take the country by storm. This is a very damning piece by J.P. Morgan, by the whole. I really didn't like it. It Well, just they just Uh, were. uh, They really just I'm not sure it was by the whole. I just know when I read it, I said, wow, this stock is going to get hammered. Not yet. Um. Yep. Uh, definitely discouraging, Jim, especially right. after we got some indication earlier in the week that they might have a combo shot for COVID and flu. But we'll watch that. I, we never got to Wendy's and their race guidance. I know you got them tonight. Yeah. Look, I mean, yeah, Todd Pettigrew, really, this is not this is not just because of my wife's voracious eating of the Baconator, David, mm. the double Baconator she's had. And I actually put it on Twitter. Ooh. Yeah, I know that she wow. didn't. She wasn't happy with that. No. But Todd Pettigrew's done a fantastic job. Uh, win, and we got to talk about this interactive deal they did with with Bill Foley, but another Spackaroony McFatty guy, David. And then, it, and then, um, he's a moneymaker. He, he's a money. That's thank what, you that's what his people yes. say. And then you went to set stock that has been up, led the S and P call for two straight two straight days. Norton LifeLock, are you protected? We'll have them on. What? Jim, we'll see stop I want an anti-sticker thing. <laughs> Wear a mask. Oh, no, no, you're sti- Put your mask on inside. CDC's in favor. No, they want it off. No, they want it off. No, they want it off. We can cruise. No, we can't cruise. <laughs> sister, mother, sister, mother, CDC. <laughs> Forget it, Jake. Uh, we'll see you tonight. <laughs> Mad Money, 6 p.m. Eastern Time. You've been listening to the opening bell on CNBC's Squawk on the Street. Earning your degree online doesn't mean you have to go about it alone. At Capella University, we're here to support you when you're ready. From enrollment counselors who get to know you and your goals, to academic coaches who can help you form a plan to stay on track. We care about your success and are dedicated to helping you pursue your goals. Going back to school is a big step. 
but having support at every step of your academic journey can make a big difference. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu.